Welcome to the Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome to the Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Friday, October 15th virtual show. Because of COVID, our show has temporarily moved virtually. You can also listen to us on podcast or on air on Saturday at 3 p.m. with a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 a.m. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events in our local economy and how it can affect your money. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We're here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And our lineup for today's show, we have Eileen Vieira of Memory Books by Eileen LLC. In the age of technology, why a memory book? Tracy Warren of Nature Your Network, Facebook doesn't have to be pay to play. And we have Jana Riggin of Newcastle Life, Building Relationships to Market Your Business. Great information and great guests in studio today. For more information, discussed, any topic discussed, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50, or you can go online to themoneyhour.com. And as we start out with each week, we'll start out today's show with a little bit of money chat. Money. Money. Always excited to hear what you have for Money Chat, Keelan. Well, I was going to go back to business this week, I think, and uh, I've had this come up with a couple of my clients, and I thought that I should bring it up to our listeners, too. So um, some of my clients, some of you listeners may have heard that recently the Fed announced that they think the federal funds rate will remain at zero through 2023. This can easily cause some confusion for people because they correlate that with mortgage rates. So I just want to say first and foremost, the funds rate and mortgage rates are completely two different instruments. So the Federal Reserve doesn't set mortgage rates, but sometimes their decisions can indirectly influence them. So I'll get into that a little bit. Uh, The Fed's rate decisions typically impact shorter term products. So that's going to be like your car loans, your credit cards and stuff like that but not mortgages. So the two major influencers are really more long-term when it comes to mortgages. So it's really inflation and the economy, the economy a little bit of a broader span there because there's obviously a lot of things that can affect the economy. So I'll start with the economy first at like a 30,000 foot view way up there. It's kind of weird. The odd thing about the economy and rates in general is that it has an inverse relationship. So in other words, a bad economy is good for rates and a good economy is bad for rates. So uh, how, I mean, why is that and how does that affect uh, interest rates, you ask? And I'm glad you did. (laughs) 
uh, mortgage rates uh, are determined by the price of mortgage-backed bonds. So, um, or as we call them, mortgage-backed securities, or for short, we always abbreviate everything in the mortgage business, um, and it can get confusing, MBSs. So MBSs are bonds that are issued by Fannie and Freddie that are backed uh, by the interest that you pay as the consumer, the mortgage holder. And like the stock market, there's an exchange where MBSs are traded, mortgage-backed securities. When the price of mortgage-backed securities increases, mortgage rates drop, and don't forget vice versa. So in other words, an investor with money to invest has to really make two decisions. Generally, there's more decisions to be made. I mean, there's a lot more investments than just stocks and bonds. But if we're going to be very simple and general, you can do the stocks or you can do the bonds. So for an investor, stocks are generally thought to provide higher returns over time, but also come with greater volatility. I mean, some would say that stocks almost are like gambling to a degree, unless you're the mad word from financial advisors diversified. But conversely, bonds tend to have lower returns over time, but have less volatility because bonds tend to provide um, a modest return. It's, it's te technically considered a safe haven for, um, for investors' money. So conversely, when the stock market rallies, it is a sign that investors are selling bonds in order to shift capital into the stock market. The greater supply of bonds on the market drives prices lower and pushes mortgage rates higher. So uh, generally speaking, when the economy is good, investors put money in the stocks to get better returns, right? Because they want to capture all the returns that they can get. Um, and the and economy is important, but the other thing, uh, oh, oh, well, I might as well talk about bonds too. Obviously, like now, COVID, um, you know, where people want to put their money safe, things are volatile, they'll put their money into bonds. So um, that is one piece that I'm going to talk about. The other piece is uh, inflation. So uh, inflation is important to talk about. It's not as, as talked about as much. I'm not going to have a ton of time to go in this, but inflation is the prolonged increase in pricing of goods and services over a period of time and is an important benchmark when you measure uh, economic growth. So we just kind of talked about how economic growth can affect interest rates. So that's one way. Also, inflation erodes the buying power of fixed returns that a mortgage holder receives. So there's many good examples of inflation. One that I love to remember is when my grandpa said, oh, I used to walk up to the store in the cold and freezing snow and I'd buy a candy bar for like two cents. Um, yeah, that's what a candy bar used to cost for my grandpa when he was walking through a blizzard. But now that candy bar is a dollar. So um, it, the reality is the cost of goods and things goes up over time. And sometimes the Fed can turn that or turn that up or down and that affects interest rates. So um, interesting, interestingly, though, the best way to combat inflation is by rising the Fed funds rate. Um, so if inflation begins to rise and there's actually already some signs of that currently, I was talking about COVID low rates. And this is kind of the reason I wanted to bring that in today. Um, there is some signs of this currently, mortgage rates will start to climb in response. So all this can occur while the funds rate is still zero, like we talked about up until 2023. Um, so if you, um, and, and if you want to see an example of that, you can really look back to a few years ago when mortgage rates uh, rose nearly 1% while the Fed's funds rate was remaining at zero the whole time. So the point of this is call to action. Don't just get blinded by this Fed announcement. And, I, and, and unfortunately, a lot of people have said something to me about it where they thought 
for sure that's what it meant. And the reality is there's more factors yeah. that go into where interest rates lie. So talk to a professional like me or Tina. Absolutely. Great information. Yeah, the Fed's fund rates, the overnight cost for banks to borrow against each other, and people get confused as well. They hear it's zero, thinking crime's zero. zero. Crime's not zero. They're not going to give lend money at the same cost that it costs them to borrow from each other. And yeah, the Fed's job is to maintain a balanced market, and they'll actually put some teasers out there. That's why you hear news about what, news about what the Feds are doing, possibly in the future, because they want to test the markets. They want to see how the markets are going to react, and then it will determine whether they're going to move in that direction or the opposite direction. All right, Mortgage Banker Association released their mortgage application data showing that overall application volume was down 0.7% from the previous week. Refinances, essentially flat, down only 0.3%. However, are 44% higher year over year. Now, purchase volume was down 1.5%. However, still 24% higher than last year. Interest rates decreased slightly from 3.01% to 3.0%, which is 90 basis points or almost 1% lower than this time last year. This is based on paying a 0% discount point. You can secure a much lower interest rate by paying points to buy the rate down. And this typically you can recover those costs in five or six years. Now, news from the Fed's minutes showed that in the last Fed meeting, several of the Fed officials balked at the new interest rate strategy to keep rates at zero, which Keelan was just talking about through 2023, in part because the guidance could limit the central bank's flexibility. They also argue that the influencing the market view about the future path of short-term interest rates, such as guidance, could contribute to a uh, buildup of the financial imbalance that would make it more difficult for the Fed to achieve its objectives in the future. Now, our initial, initial job claims were released, and it was a mixed report. Individuals filing for unemployment benefits for the first time last week increased by 53,000 to 898,000, which is concerning, a little disappointing, that they are remaining at such an elevated level. Continuing claims of those that continue to receive benefits improved by 1.2 million to 10 million. In addition to the regular unemployment benefit claims, there are 11.2 million receiving pandemic unemployment assistance claims, which is improved by roughly 200,000. The total number of individuals receiving some kind of unemployment benefits is 25.3 million, which is improved by 200,000. From comparison, this were 1.4 million people receiving some type of benefit, unemployment benefit in 2009 during the same week. Now, California did not report for the second week due to internal review to try to flush out some fraud that they were experiencing. This means that these numbers need to be taken with a grain of salt. Uh, California represents up to 20 to 25% of claims because it's so large. So the numbers could have been much better or worse depending on California and how they did. Now they're expected to report again by next week. So we'll have a little bit more accurate numbers. The lack of people working will continue to pressure supply chains and could contribute to a higher inflation print. The Consumer Price Index, CPI, which measures inflation on the consumer level, came in at 0.2% in the month of September. The year-over-year -year reading increased from 1.3% to 1.4%. Now, the core reading, which strips out food and energy prices, also increased by 0.2% month-over-month, and the year-over-year -year reading stable at about 1.7%. The inflation reading 
were held down by rents. Rents make up 40% of the CPI index and continue to move lower due to COVID. Rents are rising at 2.7% across the U.S., which is down from 2.9%. The medical care index rose 4.5% last year, which is unchanged from the previous report. Now, the NFIB Small Businesses Optimist Index rose 3.8 points in September to 104, which is the best level since February. The focal point of the report was uh, those expecting higher selling prices, which jumped by 12 points to 13, uh, and this is the highest since January, and could point to future inflation. Now, Verus Real Estate Solutions released their forecast showing that they believe that home prices will rise 5% over the next 12 months, which is a strong upward revision to the previous forecast of 3.5% last quarter. Now, some of the strongest markets are in the West, like us here in the Northwest. Washington are expected to see a much higher appreciation rate. Black Knight reported that the number of mortgages and forbearance dropped below 3 million homes for the sharpest decline in six months. Over the past week, active forbearances dropped by 649,000 or 18%. This brings the total number of homes and forbearance to 2.97 million homes, which is only 5.6% of all of the active mortgages. The reason for the big decline is that the first big wave of forbearances from April hit the end of of their initial six-month terms, this is 650,000 not opting to apply, reapply back. Now, another six months, which is a great sign uh, for that period of time. Now, over the 30 days, another 800,000 will reach the end of their six-month term, so we should see the number of forbearances continuing to drop. And that is your Money Chat for today. Coming up next in the Money Hour, in the age of technology, why memory books? Eileen Vieira of Memory Books by Eileen LLC, right here in 1150 AM, KKNW. overwhelmed by all the photos tucked in boxes, drawers, and envelopes, not to mention jump drives, the cloud, or your phone. Eileen Vieira can create a professional quality photo book or scrapbook for you. She can help you get inspired, organized, and creative for yourself with her traditional and digital products and virtual events. For more information or to book a free consult, go to MemoryBooksByEileen.com. That's MemoryBooksByEileen, E-I-L-E. E-E-N.com. Share the stories that matter most. Are you struggling to get in front of your ideal clientele? Are you spending tons of money on lead generation every month and feel like you're on a never-ending hamster wheel? Learn the importance of building your brand and creating relationships with your ideal market. Join Jana from Newcastle Life Magazine and N2 Publishing to learn why relationship marketing is a strategy you want to include in your marketing plan. Find Jana Riggin on Instagram at Newcastle Life Magazine. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. 
You're listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Friday, October 15th virtual show. Because of COVID, our show has temporarily moved virtually. You can also listen to us on podcast or on air on Saturday at 3 p.m. with a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 a.m. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. And it is a great day to talk about money. That is what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, so you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you're listening to our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We're here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyara.com. And now in studio, we have Elaine Vieira of Memory Books by Elaine LLC. In the age of technology, why memory books? Right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Welcome, Eileen. How are you? Fine. How are you today, Tina? Good. Thanks for joining us in studio. So excited to have you back. Thanks for having me. And a little bit about Eileen. She is the chief creation officer of her comfort company, Memory Books by Eileen, located in South Bellevue. She is a professional memory book maker who also sells and hosts events for people who want to create their own memory books. She has been preserving her own memories for over 40 years and has been in the industry continuously for 18 years. Eileen has worked in many fields since graduating from Santa Clara University with two degrees and credential from banking and teaching. She and her husband, Tony, have been married for 30 years, and they have a 19-year-old son, Ben. She has lived in Bellevue, Washington for 16 years. She likes playing board card games and attending MLB baseball games. Her key to success is definitely her passion, persistence, and perseverance. Say that a few times. Eileen, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is exciting. Actually, uh, I recently, I'm little London, he's four years old, and my mother-in-law gave me a book of her memories, and it was hugely impactful to me because I got nine trillion photos on my phone, and that's not nearly as cool as this photo book that I have, and I still go back to mine. I wanted to ask you in your opinion about the relevance of a photo book nowadays. Well, it's uh, especially relevant during these COVID times. Uh, people are getting back, they have time. So they're getting into their photos and doing some stuff with their photos. And uh, I just watched a, a little YouTube uh, interview with the founder of uh, Creative Memories and uh, memory keeping is a new side hustle. I mean, it's not new because it's been around since the 80s, but um, more and more people are are doing it for fun and for and for business to make money too. So well, it I'm, is nice having a book. Yeah, and I mean, I'm just thinking when Keelan was talking here, I hope that memory book that his mom got for him was before I met you because I'm just thinking, how did I miss the opportunity to connect her with you? Anyways, oh, so Eileen, um, yeah, because you're amazing at what you do. Eileen, let's talk a little bit about if you can share in more detail about what a memory book is. Sure. There are uh, two, uh, two main different kinds. Uh, the uh, scrapbook is what you think of as a typical scrapbook where you have pages and photos that are taped to a book with paper and stickers and that kind of thing. And then a photo book is like a coffee table book where the pictures are pre-printed on the page like a regular bound book. 
and uh, you can't add pages to that. So sometimes people like the convenience of having a photo book because it's lightweight and easy to transport. It's kind of like any other book you might read, but uh, some people like having a scrapbook because they have things that they want to put in it, like tickets and maps and all kinds of fun memorabilia like that. So those are, those are the two categories of memory books that I make. So cool. Yeah, I didn't even, to clarify, Tina, I didn't even know I was getting one. It just kind of showed up and I was like, wow, this is awesome. <laughs> so I feel uh, bad. Anyhow, so uh, yeah, yeah, not, not you at all. You had no idea, nor did I. So um, to clarify, do you make these uh, books or do your clients make them? How does that work, Eileen? Well, at, uh, both. Uh, in uh, pre-COVID times, my clients would come to, I have clients that come to my basement, my daylight basement here, and they make their own. And I have in, uh, inventory and supplies. So they will work, sometimes they'll work on their own books and preserve their own memories. And uh, since March, I've pivoted and uh, I work with people and workshops on Zoom. And they have a chance, some dedicated craft time and some social time. And they've been very grateful for that. Tina kind of helped me do that too, do the pivot in March um, when I took her eight week burn. Anyway, um, I also make books for people. That's the memory books by Eileen part. I've been doing that on and off for many years, but uh, since my BNI membership, I've I've been doing it a lot more. So Tina could hire me to do a book for her or um, Jana could hire me to do a book for her. I just got two new jobs yesterday. Uh, one is for an annual uh, uh, scrapbook for a young girl. Her mom hires me every year. I'm working on the fourth year of a book for her daughter. So every year we do a yearbook for her. And then um, I'm getting hired to do a cat book. So uh, I have a client who's uh, parents' cat died, and there was a very precious cat and uh, named Leo. And and uh, this uh, customer Scott wants me to put uh, cat pictures together in a book for his parents to give them for Christmas. So wow. there's all kinds of reasons why people would want to do a photo book or a scrapbook, and um, those are just some of them. Yeah. Well, uh, my first grandbaby is due in February, uh, Colina Sue, and so I'm definitely uh, going to have one, and I'm hoping hosting the uh, baby shower, so I'm definitely going to do one for uh, Serena and Colt, um, the appearance of just, you know, the experience of what's happening through the process, so I love it. What other type great ideas and books do you see people have you uh, make or go through to your class that they're making their own? Well, um I have done, I just finished another book for uh, a gentleman down in Southern California. So it's wonderful being on Zoom now and, and having a website because people can anywhere can find me. And uh, with so many digital photos, they can zip me photos and that kind of thing or newspaper clippings. So in this book, I had a gentleman contact me from Southern California. His father-in-law used to be a swimmer in the 60s. And he found all these newspaper articles about his father-in-law. So they have all these grandkids and he wanted to be able to show his grandkids what a great swimmer grandpa was so he shot me a bunch of newspaper articles about swimming about the grandpa swimming and I put them all together in a photo book and uh so he just received that last week so it, all kinds of different things 
That is so cool. I'm starting to, my, my gears are starting to turn on all these cool ideas that you could do. It's like bringing up the history, the past, you know, and seeing those things so fun. And it brings your family together. Everybody sits around these books. And when I go to my parents' house and we just look at pictures, but they're not as cool as your scrapbooks, I'm sure. So um, how do you help people with making scrapbooks? Can you walk our listeners through how this process works with you and where your assistance comes to play in this? Sure. Um, They could go to my website, uh, memorybooksbyeileen.com, and uh, click on book a consult, and we can do a Zoom meeting, and I can learn about what kind of project they might want me to help them with. So that's been working really well with my website. And then uh, also, people can go to my website and click on shop. I have two online stores on my website. One is for traditional scrapbooking products, uh, uh, albums and pages and stickers and that kind of thing. And the second one is a digital uh, uh, a digital online store through my forever link. So people could upload their pictures and create their own photo books if they wanted, or they could buy special software through that link as well. And uh, it's kind of like Photoshop, but a lot easier. And they could create their own books. And then also on my website, I have a link for events. So I do weekly, monthly, and biannual events. I do two events a week. Every Tuesday and every Friday, people join me on Zoom. And we have this dedicated craft time. And they've been so grateful during this pandemic to have a social outlet and be able to get together and get their photos done. And then I reward them when they put... When they finish an album, I put their name in a drawing. They get 10 drawing tickets. And every quarter, I draw a name for a free album. So a free blank album for them to uh, uh, add their own photos to if they want. So I I make albums for people. I sell people products if they need. And I host events. So they have time and space to make their own albums, too. Yeah, that's so great. And thank you for the shout out for uh, being a little bit of the inspiration behind uh, starting your virtual uh, courses, because uh, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing that you can do that through your events. And I know you're doing a lot of amazing ones. Uh, We're connected with some of the same people uh, that have had a lot of great things to say about your events. So if you're listening right now, I definitely encourage that you go to uh, lean site and take a look and register for one of those. As we're wrapping up our time here with you today, Eileen, I would love for you because you're so passionate about what you do and what in my 25 years of really having um, uh, a career that I love in the mortgage space, the best of the best are always have a lot of passion around their work. What is the most favorite thing that you do that brings that passion to the gift that you have to serve um, and share with others? Well, I think what I love the best is I love uh, helping somebody by collecting their photos, organizing them, hearing the memories surrounding them, and helping to uh, preserve their memories in a book that they wouldn't have time or uh, interest to do. And then to watch them open up the book that I've created and the emotions that come to their face, you know, happiness and, you know, just, uh, and some sadness or some just those really strong emotions. It's really cool to get to see how um, emotional people can get when they see all of their important memories in one spot. Yeah, and we're part of a pretty powerful uh, networking group together. And yes, I've heard people give testimonial uh, when it's the testimonial time. And number one, they choose to give a testimonial for you, which is huge in itself. Uh, And then they bring 
they tear up when they're talking about it. So you know that there is such emotional connection to what you're doing and even more so now, as Keelan had mentioned, because the time that we're going through. So um, love that. Well, so happy to have you here and to showcase your amazingness and what you're doing and also to give an opportunity for our listeners to be able to reach out so they can have a cheerful moment uh, by looking at their photo book of memories, whether it's a sad, cheerful moment, which we need those, or it's a happy one just going back to that great place. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Tina and Keelan. Coming up next in the Money Hour, Facebook does not have to be pay to play. Tracy Warren of Nature, your network, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Are you struggling to get in front of your ideal clientele? Are you spending tons of money on lead generation every month and feel like you're on a never-ending hamster wheel? Learn the importance of building your brand and creating relationships with your ideal market. Join Jana from Newcastle Life Magazine and N2 Publishing to learn why relationship marketing is a strategy you want to include in your marketing plan. Find Jana Riggan on Instagram at Newcastle Life Magazine. You overwhelmed by all the photos tucked in boxes, drawers, and envelopes, not to mention jump drives, the cloud, or your phone. Eileen Vieira can create a professional quality photo book or scrapbook for you. She can help you get inspired, organized, and creative for yourself with her traditional and digital products and virtual events. For more information or to book a free consult, go to memorybooksbyeileen.com. That's memorybooksbyeileen. E-I-L-E-E-N.com. Share the stories that matter most. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Friday, October 15th virtual show. Because of COVID, our show is temporarily moved virtually. You can listen to us on podcast or on air on Saturday at 11 p- 3 p.m. or rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 a.m. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We are here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you are listening to our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We are here to connect you with the guests that we have on the show today or any answer any questions that you may have. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And in studio right now, we have Tracy Warren of Nature Your Network. Facebook doesn't have to be pay it to play right here at 1150 AM KKNW. Tracy, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. I love talking about money. <laughs> yes. And you, you talk about money very well <laughs> and you help people make money by the service that you offer. So a little bit about Tracy. Tracy believes in community is the key to success in life and business as a community creator and a connector Nature, your network, was exactly the right business for her to open. 
every day she gets connected with the support, gets connected with and supports women in business hands-on. And it's so much more than that. She is a rapid supporter and loving truth teller. She's excited to cheer you on when you are successful and encourage you when you need a little gentle nudge. Most days you will likely find her quoting some random movie line, breaking into song based on whatever conversation we're having or laughing out loud at something she found fun. Ultimately, Tracy believes that we are better together and co-working is just the just a part of that. Yay, that's me. I'm already laughing out it. loud and we haven't even started yet. Yeah. <laughs> love it. I love your spirit, Tracy. You're awesome. So um, let's start with this. So what are some practical ways? And I know for people, it just gets so convoluted. So, and they just get so confused because there's so much to talk about and so much going on when they're trying to come up with content for, for their social media. So what would you say to those people as far as practical ways that they can simplify this content? Because I know simplifying probably more efficient. Well, you know, I think most of the time, business owners look at creating content as hard. And when you say things are hard over and over again, you know what happens? They tend to be hard. So yesterday I thought, well, what if marketing was easy? And I think when we talk, when we each talk about our businesses, we're just oozing content all the time. And if we could just capture a little bit of that, uh, but the other thing about simplifying is you can't sound like everyone else. Like, I think that that's key. If your messaging sounds like every other mortgage broker or every other real estate agent, it's just going to get lost in the noise. Yeah, you want to bring in your uniqueness, the information that's provided, you know, when you're providing data of what's happening in the market, that's going to be uh, same data as somebody else is providing. However, your uniqueness and your personality, the words that you use and you bring into that information, that is what people are going to connect with. And that's how they're going to stay connected as they want to be a part of your unique process which is your personality. So let's talk about creating content once and never you are using it forever. Um, let's talk about that because I know that's a big part of your, uh, your process, Trace. It absolutely is. This again goes back to um, making it simple that if you have a blog post, that's full of content that you can be using over and over and over again and using it in different places and in different ways. So it doesn't have to be about coming up with something brand new every single day. If you think about a magazine like Cosmopolitan, as an example, they don't sit around every December and go, gosh, what are we going to talk about in our February episode, our February issue? Like every February, they publish the same exact magazine or same exact content with tweaks, right? Or every January, it's lose 10 pounds in 10 days eating these 10 foods. Um, they're not reinventing the wheel every issue. It's the same. And we can do the same thing with our businesses. 
Yes, and you're using, you can use it at multiple, multiple platforms. When Keelan and I are discussing something that comes here on the radio, it's the same thing that we would put in information we're sharing with clients or conversations that we're having. And yes, you, you can make a series to where just kind of what you're talking about too, you're kind of stepping up on things. So um, it doesn't have to be as much work as people might make it out to be. So, um, and actually Keelan, I just kind of, oh, go ahead, Keelan. I just kind of jumped in on your spot. I wanted to make a comment, but I was going to go right into my next question. <laughs> I was just going to let you roll. It's all good. Um, so how, give me an example, Tracy, of how you would like re, like repurpose a piece specifically. Like if I did something like a blog, what would that look like and how you would repurpose it? Well, let's use this show as an example. So I mm -hmm. have a segment on this show I am going to, when the show is over, I am going to send it to my virtual assistant and have them transcribe what I said. And then I can create memes from that. I can turn it into a blog post, post it on Pinterest, Facebook, LinkedIn, yada, yada, yada. So um, that's just one way to take one so solo piece of content, which is this, this radio show, which is also a Facebook Live, which is right like it's very easy to take a piece of content and use it multiple ways. It's just a matter of opening up our brains to those opportunities and possibilities. And that's, that's, that's my brilliance. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's all down my, uh, my alley in the spirit of my coaching program. One time your business is about doing something once and considering it a one and done. So using things that you're putting uh, effort into to be able to repurpose it. I love that. So uh, Tracy, let's also talk about uh, tools that you use to help simplify, simplify your content. Okay, so a few of my favorite, favorite tools. One is Canva. I use Canva just about every day. It allows me to create documents that are in line with my brand, have matching colors, and have, use the same fonts. A lot of people, when they're designing, they have what I call fontitis, where they just use 30 different fonts, and then your content becomes unrecognizable. So Canva is one. And then one of my other favorites is Airtable. So every image I create goes into Airtable, and then I have a checkbox for when I posted it on Instagram, a checkbox for Pinterest, and then I have a date box for Facebook because I do reuse my content on Facebook. So those are two of my favorite tools right now. Tracy, what about um, champions and advocates? You've talked about champions and advocates. How can they be helpful for you in maybe branding you or social media? So one of the things that I believe is we probably already know everyone we need to know to be successful in our lives and our businesses. And um, it's impossible to listen to everyone. So if we can focus on a key 20, 25, 50 people uh, and show up for them. So whether that's coming to Tina's inspirational happy hour or coming on her radio show or making sure I go to her lunch and learn, there might be a theme here. Tina might be one of those people that are on my list. Um, but also... When I nurture those relationships, whether that's showing up at their events or sending them a greeting card or sending them a text message, there's all sorts of ways that I nurture my network. Then when I need help or when I need support around something, 
it's so much easier to just go to those people instead of feeling like I need to reach out to a thousand people. I have 25 core people that I've made deposits into their emotional piggy bank that it's easy for me to then when I need some help or support, take a withdrawal from that piggy bank. Yeah, such great advice, Tracy, uh, because we've all heard it's about the quality of whatever we're talking about, not the quantity about it. So there is only so much time. You only have so much available uh, support. So you really want to connect at a high level and being strategic with the people that you choose, the ones that are most like you. We connect because we're very similar in what we provide and to our community. And so those are the people you want to find, be unique to who you are, unique to your brand, unique to your message. And the people that are most like you, those are the ones that you're going to connect to. And it makes not just a beautiful business, but it makes a beautiful life as well. Tracy, as we're wrapping up less than a minute, uh, what's something you would like to leave our uh, listeners with? Well, one of the things, one of my core values is fun. So uh, in the spirit of fun, I created this thing. It's called Nurture Your Network Bingo. And if somebody wanted to download their own, they could go to NYN, like Nurture Your Network Bingo.com, and download their own copy. I had to write that down. So I got off of, I was still stuck on mute there. Will you put it in the chat bar too, uh, Tracy, for the guests that we uh, have on the yeah. show? I'm definitely going to check that uh, check that out. Yeah, Tracy's fun. She's passionate. And she's just a, a loving person that gives so much back to her uh, community. And Tracy, it's, it's a, a pleasure and an honor to have you here. And more importantly, to call you one of my friends. So thank you so much. And coming up next in the money are our building relationships to market your business. Jana Riggin of Newcastle Life, right here at 1150 AM, KKNW. overwhelmed by all the photos tucked in boxes, drawers, and envelopes, not to mention jump drives, the cloud, or your phone. Eileen Vieira can create a professional quality photo book or scrapbook for you. She can help you get inspired, organized, and creative for yourself with her traditional and digital products and virtual events. For more information or to book a free consult, go to MemoryBooksByEileen.com. That's MemoryBooksByEileen, E-I-L. E-E-N.com. Share the stories that matter most. Are you struggling to get in front of your ideal clientele? Are you spending tons of money on lead generation every month and feel like you're on a never-ending hamster wheel? Learn the importance of building your brand and creating relationships with your ideal market. Join Jana from Newcastle Life Magazine and N2 Publishing to learn why relationship marketing is a strategy you want to include in your marketing plan. Find Jana Riggin on Instagram at Newcastle Life Magazine. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. 
You are listening to the Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Friday, October 15th virtual show. Because of COVID, our show has temporarily moved virtual. You can listen to us on podcast. You can also catch us on air on Saturday at 3 p.m. with a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 a.m. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Bringing in studio each week, the best of the best experts in our local market on everything money. We are here to help you in today's economy. And now in studio, Jana Riggin of Newcastle Life Building Relationships to Market Your Business right here at 1150 AM at KKNW. Jana, welcome to the show. And you're actually first time visiting us here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I have to full disclosure say my son is in my office with me right now. So I'm telling him to be quiet. Well, you know, that's... No worries. That's one of the great things about where we're at, because I always tell people, um, you know, invite people behind the scenes of your business because they want to get to know you as a person. Well, now we actually have the opportunity. We're inviting people behind the scenes of our life and our home. And so what a better way to get connected. So, Jenna, no apology necessary. I love that. All right. A little bit about Jana. She is the owner of Newcastle Life Magazine. And I actually live in Newcastle. I'm sitting in my home in Newcastle, a neighborhood publication that helps connect the community by featuring stories on kids, families, pets, home, and so much more. In the greater Seattle area, there are 17 publications reaching some of the more affluent communities in the area. Prior to owning Newcastle Life, Jana helped private schools with their marketing and fundraising. One of her schools was in advertising in her magazine, and she loved being able to be a part of the idea, the idea of community in a very unique way. Jana lives in greater Seattle area with her 10-year-old son and husband, and she actually has a couple pets as well. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me on the so- show. <laughs> yeah, I love having you on the show. Um, let's get into it. Let's talk about this. So what's the difference between lead generation and building a brand? Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of businesses love that lead generation because it brings in a lot of a lot of people right away who are ready to buy. The challenge is, is those businesses are often not the only ones somebody's looking at, right? So if, they're, if you want to remodel your house or new siding or a roof, you're looking at maybe eight, 10, five, whatever, how many businesses you have coming out. What we're doing with our publication is we are helping a business build its brand first so that when somebody in the community needs one of their services, they're the first person they go to. We've already built that trust. They already know who that person is. Um, So that's just a different way of looking at it. A brand new business does need to do a little bit of lead generation, but down the road, the more that they can get those word of mouth and referrals, the better it's going to be for them. I love how I love how with our show today because each one of your 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 service that you provide and your product is around brand. And you know, Eileen, if you can get a memory book by Eileen for one of your business partners and help them with their story so that they can connect the people with their brand better. Uh, and Tracy really helping to bring their uniqueness into all of the messaging that they're doing in a very efficient uh, way. And then Jana, of course bringing that story out in magazine to where people can get to know you because you're kind of like, it's their, your first impression. What a great first impression for them to be able to be a first impression in the magazine. So when they're ready to help with their product and service, like you said, they already know them. So uh, Jana, to be a leader in the business, in any business, you need to think outside of the box and you want to stand out next to your competitor. So let's talk about how businesses are standing out next to their competitor 
outside of what we've talked about, you know, when with generating leads? Yeah, well, you know, it is one of those challenges, right? What we do when we partner with a business is we help, we, we write articles on the business. So they get the opportunity to tell their story. Um, it goes beyond just an ad, just seeing somebody getting their name, right? It, it, we give information on who they are, why they started the business, maybe photos of their family, maybe what really sets them apart and makes them unique because every business does have something that makes them unique. But sometimes in that elevator speech, it's hard to come up with that. So we give businesses that platform to expand a little bit more. And we do that by providing content that is interesting for the folks who live in the neighborhood, right? We are writing stories about the people who live in the community. And while uh, Tracy, you were talking about Cosmopolitan, um, our, our content is always the same. We always have a family, we always have a pet, we always have a child. Those who we're featuring is always really different. And so the people who live in the community are excited to see who we're featuring today, right? It's the dog that they see walking down their street every day. So they're getting the publication and they're gauged in it. They read it cover to cover. And while they're reading it, they're also seeing those business ads. They're reading that story about them. So then when they're ready to make that decision, those businesses are front of mind. I love that, Jenna. Um, a lot of people don't realize that telling doesn't sell. Stories sell. People relate to stories. Stories are powerful because you can visualize it. You can put yourself in it. And that's totally how you're going to separate yourself from any business. So that's a really good piece of advice for anybody. And um Talk to our listeners a little bit about why um, brand building. I'm, I, I love branding. I'm like, it really intrigues me and it's interesting because some brands stick in your brain and some don't, things like that. Tell us why, uh, why brand building is so important. You know, it's so interesting. I was just reading an article um, a while back uh, in Forbes about some of this branding. And in, in right before the Great Depression, Post Cereal was the number one cereal. And then during the Great Depression, they stopped advertising and Kellogg's started advertising a ton. They put a lot of money into what they were doing. They, re they invented new cereals. You had Snap, crackle and, crackle, and Pop and all of these things. Today, when I tell people that story, they don't even know what Post Cereal is, right? Post Cereal is still out there. They have Raisin Bran, they have all sorts of whatever. But Kellogg's really is your number one brand that you think of. Um, and that is, that is, something that happened however many years ago, that was what, almost a hundred years ago, right? And it's still following them to this day. Kellogg's is still the number one cereal because they were out there building their brand. Um, same thing with like a McDonald's, like they're branding all the time. You know exactly what you're going to get at McDonald's. And even if you don't want to eat there today in your hometown, if you're traveling and driving across the United States, you might be stopping at a McDonald's because you know exactly what you're going to get. You have that branding. It's so important. You know, you know that brand and you like them and trust them. And at the end of the day, that is what it's all about. Who do you know? Who do you like? And who do you trust? What am I going to get when I go there? Um, there's so many stories about those businesses that continue to push that brand and being able to be out there who are so successful today and especially in a down economy. So we don't really know what's going to happen. There are some businesses right now who are busier than ever. They're going to have their best year. And then there are some that are the complete opposite, but being able to stay in front of your ideal clients and keep saying what you need to say and being out there is really, really important to that long-term health of a business and company. Yeah, and for, uh, for individual business owners that have smaller businesses, bringing your personality as part of your brand. When you mentioned McDonald's, um, I immediately thought to, you know, when a commercial can bring you to tears, 
it was the commercial that McDonald's did when all the little kids are at camp and they're in their camp. And, and she says, what do you miss? I miss my mom. Somebody else says, I miss my dad. And one of the other girls said, you know what I miss? I miss McDonald's French fries. And literally it brought me to a tear. It's because that story brought me back to when I was a part of Girl Scouts and I went camping. And so your story helps people to connect to their own story and that connection will never be broken. So bring that into a brand and that's what your services and product can offer to people, uh, Jana, which is so great. So let's talk about digital age. Does print really matter? Yes, and that's, it's interesting because I would say now print matters more than ever. In fact, here's something interesting. Did you guys know that Amazon prints a toy catalog that they mail to people? Amazon, one of the biggest digital businesses out there. Um, but it's interesting, I think today, especially there's an 82% trust rate with print versus like a 40% trust rate with digital. And one of the things that's happening is that people are ordering things from digital, they're engaged with it, but then they get, I mean, how many times have you ordered something from Amazon and you thought you were gonna get something, I don't know, a cute sweater and it turned out to be like this size, like a doll sweater, right? Like, you're like, well, that was why it was only $5. But you, you, um, there's this trust factor that's not as strong with digital. And the great thing that's happening with print too is people can engage with it when they want to engage with it. So if you think about all those digital ads, you're listening to a radio show and all of a sudden an ad comes in and interrupts your flow, right? You're watching a game, a football game on TV, interrupts your flow, right? But with print, you decide when you're gonna look at it, you decide how you're gonna engage with those ads, you decide how you're gonna engage with that content and you know where it is. You can go back to it time and time again. So if you're scrolling through your Instagram feed and something disappears, right? And you're like, oh, I wanna go back to that. Well, now it's gone. So. With print, you can always go back to it. Now I say that with what we're doing in our publications, we do combine some digital with it because really your strongest um, branding effort is when you combine both print and digital. So people get that imprint of the print that stays with them. It's about two and a half times longer than with digital, but then you're also scrolling through your feed and you're like, oh yeah, I remember them. That brand has already been built for me, but now I wanna engage with it digitally. So that combo is really, really a strong way of building that brand and getting people to know, like, and trust you. Jenna, I hate to say this. I have so much more I want to pick your brain on, but uh, we're actually out of time. So I want to just leave our listeners with what I think is most important at this point and how the heck can they get a hold of you and learn more about you and what you do um, because you're amazing at what you do. Yeah, so people can find me on Instagram at Newcastle Life Magazine, and they can call me 206-355-8384. Um, those are probably the best couple of ways to reach out. I look forward to talking to everybody. Wonderful. Jana, thank you for so much for joining us, and thank you to all of you for being here today. And I forgot to say um, that, Keelan, it's just it's a girl show again today. So what do we say? I mean, is this new or like? Yeah, the three, <laughs> we always say it's, it's, the, it's the three girls and the three girls and a Keelan. Well, thank you, ladies, it's how it goes, for like being here. <laughs> all right, I yeah, am your you host, Tina Mitchell. And I am your solo male on the show today, co-host Keelan Harvey. <laughs> Love it. We need a guy around every time. We are your local mortgage experts. <laughs> and yes, we're signing off for the day. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. We look forward to talking more money with you next week right here on 1150 
AM KKNW. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited.